0: Let's visit the 90s all over again.
1: Put on those hammer pants.
0: This is Dope Nostalgia. (laughs)
1: episode is all about the top 10 movie soundtracks of the 90s chosen by the listeners. I held a poll for about three months and asked everybody to vote on their top one, two, or three picks for best movie soundtrack, and you guys came through. These are the results, and we're going to share them with our friends James P. White and Kendra Hunt.
0: Okay, are we getting started on album number one, whatever that is?
1: Welcome. Kendra and Jimmy are here to do this wonderful podcast. So we've been anticipating for a while because oh, it's been over a month since I put the poll out to uh, for everyone of our listeners to have, have a vote. And the cool thing is this is the very first episode where the listeners got to pick the answers. So they got to pick their favorite top 10 movie soundtracks of the 90s. And what a list it's become. Are you guys excited?
2: Good soundtracks. Yeah. Yes.
0: I'm excited.
1: Yeah. Good, good. Now, uh,
0: I've got some favorites and some I hadn't even heard of.
1: Originally, (laughs) the idea was I wasn't going to tell you the order,
2: neither of you, but then (laughs) I totally forgot.
1: Yes. And send it to you with the order from 10 to 1, but that's okay.
2: (laughs) You know, I did used to work at a
1: movie theater. There's a good chance you've seen (laughs) all of these. There's
2: a good chance.
0: I may not have, though.
1: Jimmy was in. He was playing basketball on the road. He was the assistant youth pastor. These movies were all no, simple. But,
0: but even but even <laughs> at the, there's been some I haven't seen since then. Too mm. like there's some that I didn't watch when they came out of the theater, but I did have seen them.
1: That's true. Well, number ten is honestly probably my absolute favorite movie of the 90s. So this one made me very excited. At number ten.
2: Clueless. Nice. Yes. This is such a good movie. I remember this one. Uh, uh, oh, man, I was in like junior high, I think, when this one came out for me or just before junior high. You would have been before junior high because I was in. Wait, it was, uh, in 90, I was in grade six? 10. Was it 96 that it came out? Yeah, I was in grade 10. OK, then I would have been grade six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, so you were younger than you thought. Yeah, well, I remember it so well for junior high, though, because it was still so popular in high like in junior high as well i remember all my friends were just like this is the best movie my bad it came out in 95 oh, i was close
1: uh, so i was yeah. just going from grade 9 to grade 10 i haven't seen it. you haven't seen clueless
0: no well
1: it's fantastic the cast was incredible it was the obviously alicia Silverstone had already made a name for herself doing aerosmith videos so yeah. this movie was a big release for her you and- met her didn't you I met her in an airport in in the Chicago O'Hare airport.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I remember seeing a picture of that.
1: Yeah. She was on my plane. So um, I was flying from LAX to Chicago and uh, I thought I seen her at the gate, like uh, the seats there. She was sitting on the floor opening all these food takeout containers and just kind of being, you know, (laughs) (laughs) hippie-ish sitting on the floor like that. And I was like, oh. She kind of looks like Alicia Silverstone. I am in LAX. I suppose it's a possibility, but she's waiting for the same plane I am. So this is like, okay, I'm not really sure if that's her. So when it was time for me to board my usual coach seat, (laughs) everyone in first class is already seated, seated, seated. Seated. (laughs) So I walked past and I looked at her and I heard her voice because she was on the phone talking to somebody. And I'm like, yep, Alicia Silverstone is on our plane. (laughs) And then uh, when we got to O'Hare, I'm like, okay, cool. Well, maybe, maybe we'll see her at baggage claim. And yeah, we did. She was with a, a gentleman who I was trying to non-conspicuously take her photo <laughs> without her looking <laughs> <in>. <laughs> <laughs> And the guy who like looked at me and he laughed and he's like, come over here. And then I'm like, okay. <laughs> and she's like, hi. And she's like, I'm like, she's like, do he's asked if I wanted a picture with her and I'm like yes please
2: (laughs) yeah so she was really nice that's That's awesome awesome.
1: yeah I figured if we're gonna talk about it might as well tell the whole damn story
2: right (laughs) that's awesome though she seems like she'd be a cool person
1: yeah She's very much though granola. Like, she's very, like, I don't know, like her and Alanis Morris said, I think they're both the type of moms who like breastfeed till the kid's like 10. And
2: I've, you know. yeah. i yeah, I've read some articles about like people being very, um, not very nice to her actually online about her uh, attachment parenting, um, you know, methods. Yeah. But, you know. I mean, to each their own. They're not. Right.
1: If you're not harming the child, then
2: everybody. Well, especially if it's coming from love, and and you know the kid's got a good home, and yeah, you know, but, people uh, but should but be more you know, concerned she, with people are kids are getting beaten.
0: But then the, those same parents, you know, their kids grow up to be drug dealers. You know, those some the same parents that to, to, you know, sh- crap on her, I you get, know, end up end up to being horrible parents.
1: I. I worry about the the attachment thing just so it's like, are they going to be able to the, the,
2: make the, their the, own decisions? Yeah, the dependency that can come from it, right? That's that's what I would worry about, too, is if that kid becomes way too dependent so they don't learn to kind of do things on their own, mm-hmm. you know, really late in life. And then you end up with a kid who's living with you at 45 years old who's not a kid anymore.
0: <laughs> you hey, listen, I moved out at 26.
2: <laughs> good job jimmy Twenty six forty five. Ah,
0: okay but well, i moved it's out moved hard. back in and so uh, i was out for a time
1: i'd move back in if i could
2: <laughs> except well if people had a house that you could stay and like have food made for you and laundry it makes it hard to leave
1: <laughs> it's been too far gone now i wouldn't even know what it would be like to have somebody do shit for me honestly it would be so crazy Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> but Clueless, the soundtrack, it was very, well, Hipster wasn't a thing in the 90s, but I felt like it was kind of like a alternative pop type of soundtrack with the songs that were in the list here. I could see the that. I, the one I remember the most of the songs on here would probably be Kids in America, track number one by the Muffs.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, I do know that one too.
1: The rest of them... Oh, Rolling With My Homies, too, by Coolio.
2: Ah, oh, Coolio, rest in peace. Exactly. Yeah. Of, of the
0: songs on that soundtrack, the one that I like the most is uh, Fake Classic Trees.
2: That's mine, Radiohead. too. I was going to say that, too. That's my favorite one. I, I love that song. Good old Radiohead. There are a couple of the albums that are coming up. I noticed that they have... Across a lot of the soundtrack, list. but also
0: Beastie Boys, uh, Mullethead is good too.
2: Oh, I don't know that one.
1: I find that some artists are on like every soundtrack.
0: <laughs> but, in way, right? 80, but in the in the eighties, it was pretty much the same though. Like every like every soundtrack had oh, what's his face, um, Kenny Loggins.
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs)
0: Every soundtrack had at least one of his songs. You know. That's what
2: was big at the time. Yeah. And it's funny,
1: too, with the cast. I remember rolling with the homies because Ty in the movie. She's like kind of doing like this little dance with it. Ty played by Brittany Murphy. Rest in peace. Another rest in peace, yeah. Good old Paul Rudd, who looks exactly the same as he did in the movie.
2: He doesn't (laughs) age, yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> this is the first second time I'd ever seen Paul. He just Hood.
2: he just
0: looks he just looks the same, just with a tiny little bit more wrinkles.
2: Yep, just a little bit. Yeah. This Maybe. one I didn't know as many um songs off of this one. No, yeah. me neither. Even though I own
1: the soundtrack, I don't think I listened to it very much. But I just loved the movie so much that I had to have it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is our number ten. Number nine, I honestly thought this one would be higher on the list because it's another legendary movie, and a lot of huge hits came from this uh, soundtrack. Number nine, Pretty Woman.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a really great soundtrack. I'm I was kind of surprised too that it was as low down as it is. Have either of you seen the movie? Of course, I, I yes. I have not. You haven't seen it? No.
0: Okay, oh, wow. this this is this is a judging book. This is I'm going not, to be one of those I, things where I'm you guys are going to start
1: getting at me for what I haven't seen. No, but I know.
0: no, but it's just <laughs> I'm not I'm not a girl, but this is dead, like a huge chick flick.
1: Oh yeah, I know all these songs almost. Well, no, that's an exaggeration. Roxette's you know, on it. That's a great that's bad. the one I know the best, and I think is one of the biggest songs off the album. Is is is, is it must have been Love mm-hmm. by Roxette, huge. Of course, the song Pretty Woman by Roy Orbison. Of
2: yeah. course, that's such a huge song. Like even without that movie, I think it was a pretty big song before it, right?
1: Another one I really like off this uh, is King of Wishful Thinking by Go West. Do you guys remember that track? Yes. I don't know that one. No, <laughs> you If you heard it, I'm sure you would. But it was a big hit. Um, and I barely remember Natalie Cole's Wild Women Do.
2: Oh, I know David Bowie's fame. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's
1: a fantastic tune. But yeah, it's uh, I f- I figured because of the popularity of the movie that it would have been higher on the list. That's okay though. I believe Brian Adams. Uh, there's a musical or something about Pretty Woman, and Brian Adams is involved in that. Oh really? I I didn't even know that. That's. I have a, a good weeks. idea, though.
0: I have a feeling he's covered that song, Pretty Woman.
1: Oh, highly likely.
2: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I said about that one. (laughs)
1: Okay, now number eight. I don't think this one's surprising, Uh, The Crow.
2: I love this movie. I just watched this movie again for the first time in years. Um, it was a big one around my house. My my older sister Danielle. Shout out to Danielle. She loves this podcast. Um, yeah, Danielle. Uh, this was one of her favorite movies. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm a huge fan of this movie, uh, on the most part because you know this is where Brandon Lee uh, passed away was during the filming of this movie,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, and I've been a fan of him and Bruce. Since I was a little kid.
2: Yeah. But it was such a shame what happened to him.
0: But then, but then the the scary scary thing is, is this was so long ago, and yet it happened again. Yeah. The the, the very similar thing happened again. And that was that Alec, Alec
2: Baldwin.
0: Yeah. Baldwin movie. Oh,
2: I know. I felt it really was, bad
0: it for it him. Was too. Pretty, it was pretty much the same thing. Well,
1: that's the thing is like, not to get all deep on in everything, but it's not his fault. Like, it's not his fault, but if I were him, I'd just feel so guilty because I still was the one who pulled the trigger even though you didn't know. Like, it's right? just so fucking sad. Well, but anyway, yeah. it could be very different in this situation. With all the years that have passed since Brandon Lee was murdered this way, murdered, yeah, I guess. it oh, was. Was it accidental or do you think it was on purpose?
0: No, one hundred percent, it was an accident because the person that shot him was the you know...
2: But the question is, is how how did the real bullets get in there? Because that's the thing; they were real bullets, and they sh- they were sh- should have no, been what,
0: fake. What, it's, no? That's not necessarily true because what ends up happening is they always pre-fire the the bullets, so they keep the shells and then they then they put the blanks in them. But sometimes the guns that they use. At least this is how I understand it. I could be a little off, Mm -hmm. but but also but the guns they don't check the barrel, so it could be a blank. But if there's something in the barrel, the the explosion of the gunpowder will push that
1: out. Mm. So it wasn't an actual like proper bullet that hit him.
0: That's what they said. Like so a family sued and won and but it's it shouldn't have happened but it wasn't done it wasn't done maliciously it wasn't done like it wasn't a conspiracy or anything like that Mm
2: -hmm.
0: at least as far as i know you'd
2: think what like nowadays with the special effects that they can do that they would just like Acts that whole sort of scenario out and put like the special effects in for the bullets and, and the sound afterwards.
0: But, but the the whole purpose of having the the blanks in there is to have the actual kickback. Like so, when someone's shooting it, it jolts because a faking a kickback doesn't look as realistic as that. Like they fake the shot, like the with the squibs and all that kind of stuff with the the pockets under the, but it's the, it's the emotion of the kickback mm. that they I get that. To
2: but when people have been killed or shot by this, I feel like there could be better ways.
0: <laughs> but with, this is a horrible way of saying it, but with the number of movies that they do this. And the number of people that have been killed by it. It's a very, like, it's huge low percent. And, like, you know, I might be going to hell for saying it, but it's just, it's, the, like, you, you, have the, you have the same, you um, have the same, what's the word? You have, have the same chance of dying, crossing the street, looking both ways, than this to happen.
1: I, see your point. I think you're more likely to get hit by the car. <laughs> or, yeah,
0: or, yeah. Beer, or you know, drinking a beer and falling like 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 accidents do happen.
1: I have to tell you, the I've drank a beer and fall fallen before. But not <laughs> several times.
0: But not with the beer in your mouth.
1: Ooh, that would suck.
0: That would kill you. Um,
2: oh if it was a blast! What a morbid hey, conversation. What are guy. we doing? <laughs>
0: But you you know what what I'm saying? Like, the the, the statistics of saying that would happen is quite low. But there was some negligence on their behalf on not making sure, doing all the checks they're supposed to.
2: I would just think that that would be kind of something that they should do, especially for the fact that this is an object that very much could kill somebody. I would think that you would do all of the checks three times just to make sure that it doesn't, in fact, kill somebody. <laughs> A thousand percent.
0: Okay, let's get back to the soundtrack, though.
2: This, these songs. <laughs>
1: okay, I have, some- I have seen The Crow. Oh, mind you, it was once, so I barely, re- I don't even really remember
0: mm-hmm. it. I've seen it several times, and actually, uh, once this week- weekend.
1: I can't, the only song I know on this soundtrack is "Big Empty" by Stone Temple Pilots, but that's because I knew that song from the Purple album. You haven't
0: heard "Burn" by The Cure or even "Dead Souls." Nope. Nine Inch Nails. Nope. I've actually worked out to "Dead Souls."
1: Have you? Okay. Will you do a, Will you do a TikTok video to it for us?
0: <laughs> you uh, can me the promo. I'll try and do it. I'll try and do it this week.
1: Good. And then we can share it on our socials.
0: Either a a Wasted Wednesday or a Thursday, Thursday. (laughs) Because my first introduction to uh, Nine Inch Nails was this soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I wasn't a fan. But as I grew older and got into the rock music or, uh, you know, rock music world, because I'm in radio, I um, I became a huge fan.
2: Yeah. And also
0: Darkness by. Rage is on this too.
2: Ooh, Rage yeah! There's some big, big bands on this one, like The Cure, Nine Inch Nails, The Rage Against where,
0: where a lot of, where a lot of them, you know, that was their introduction to the rock world.
2: A or, lot of them
1: are huge in the rock world. Um,
2: oh yeah, Pantera's on there too, and Violet Femmes.
1: I do like a Nine Inch Nails song called "The Perfect Drug." That uh, is. Amazing song, but I don't remember what movie. It, I think it was another movie. I'll search
2: it. Yeah, I I think you might be right. I can't think of it either, but it's a good song. I, li- I heard a lot of their stuff. Like I said, my sister like listened to a lot of this stuff growing up. <laughs> the perfect
1: drug is from uh, the movie soundtrack to Lost Highway in ninety seven.
0: Like uh, one of my favorite Nine Inch Nails tunes, I actually stripped to is Closer. Yeah,
2: that's a good one. They're the originals to, to do Hurt, that like most people know it by Johnny Cash now, but they were the original.
1: How you know many they people British, don't know
2: that? It's a but, lot of it's amazing. But
0: the, amazing. But the thing is, though, is the band themselves said Johnny did it better.
2: Is it? It's his now. Yeah. Yeah, because the I band, like their the band better.
0: actually did, like conceded and went, no, yeah, we we love this song, but he he did it.
2: There's a sentiment in the way that he, in the way that uh, he does it, that you can you can tell that there is hurt in the way that he's singing it. So I can totally understand why people resonate with it and why the band liked it so much. I do really like their version too. I actually knew that one before. Johnny Cash, but like, yeah, you know, it, it definitely has a different vibe. Um, but I but think, if, the, if I think we, they're both they're both
1: both about pain, but they seem like a different type of pain.
2: Yeah, depending totally.
1: on which artist did it. Yeah,
0: but but the thing is though, is if you go to karaoke or you go to a DJ and you order "Hurt,"
1: they're mm-hmm. automatically
0: <laughs> uh, sorry, you ask for the song "Hurt."
2: I'm <laughs> gonna call up your radio station. I'm gonna and order, order some songs. "Hurt." <laughs> yes what level of pain can you handle you want extra (laughs) exercise
0: but if you ask that for that song a lot of people a lot of like like djs or karaoke uh, automatically think uh, johnny
2: oh yeah for sure like mainstream that's like the more well-known version for sure I should have fucked with people when I was hosting karaoke and put up like nine inch nails every time. <laughs> I don't think there's a karaoke
1: version of it, except the acoustic one. So it's really, really not that different. So it's
2: not that different. Yeah. Trust
1: me, I've looked for it. I don't think we're there yet, but we'll get on it. Man. Okay. So the crow, big, big soundtrack. All right. Number seven in our list Titanic music from I, the motion picture the whole album uh made by james horner composed
2: isn't it mostly instrumental like orchestra except for my heart it's, will it's go it's
0: it's all yep. orchestrated except for so cuz this is this is an album i think the only people that like people that know the album know it because of Celine Dion and my heart will go on okay mm-hmm. if, if you think of the music of titanic that's all you that's all you hear Mm
1: -hmm. that's
0: all you feel is that song but it's
1: actually not even the slain dion version isn't even on the official soundtrack it's not it's all the orchestration composed by james horner music
2: and it was a big sell like it was one of the best selling in the u.s her
0: singing on it the second last song i thought it was her singing on it
1: It says My Heart Will Go On, the studio sound ensemble. So it doesn't have her name on that. Um, There are two, there are technically two soundtracks to Titanic because they released a second one later on with more of the music from the movie. But uh, I believe My Heart Will Go On was released as a single with Celine Dion separately from the soundtrack. But man, it's beautiful music. It's nice to listen to, you know, like classical music while you're doing stuff, and it's cool it, because, it like, really nice. I feel like the main hook from "My Heart Will Go On" is a theme throughout many of the songs on this album. It's used again.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's and- it's beautifully done. I actually really enjoyed listening to listening to it. Um, and it it was it was a big hit. Like like I said, I I was reading up and it said that it was one of the best soundtracks of all time in the in the states um for the 90s particularly but uh I remember actually uh for Celine Dion's song um I think I I heard some somewhere once that she was saying that she she did that song in one take wow yeah and the thing is she didn't even really like it but they liked it so much they were like no we're using it she didn't like the take or the song she didn't well she didn't really like the song that much or the take but they were like yeah we have the song and she like wasn't like because she's one of those people, she doesn't write her own music, but yeah. she also is very adamant about feeling the music. So she has to like have a connection to it to do it. And she didn't feel, I think that she connected that, that one very well off the bat. And they're like, well, can you just try it and see how it goes? And she sang it in one take and she was like, kind of like, meh. And they were like, no, we love it. We're using it.
0: <laughs> that, that song hearing it has the most feeling of almost any song you could hear from a movie soundtrack has the most feeling to it in my mind
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because of like, it's, yeah. You can hear the passion, whether or not it's fake, but, or, or she didn't feel it, but you can, we felt it.
2: Well, I think like, you know, for Celine Dion, she is somebody who is very emotional when she sings any Anyways, regardless of like whether or not she feels a connection. So I think just dynamically and how she like sings any song, she's going to find a way to, you know, bring that emotion to it. And I think that's the reason why they ended up using it. But uh, I thought that was kind of funny that she was like, I didn't even like that. I like it that much. But
0: go ahead. But artists like, like I'm not like comparing like local artists, but there's a lot of artists that I've met over my, like, like singers, like you, Naomi, or even you, Kendra, that sometimes you've done, you've done something and you don't feel it was as good as everybody around you felt. Oh yeah. Like it's as an, as an artist of most are their biggest haters. Some of their very uh, like,
1: self-critical. Oh yeah. Yes true. When I uh, think of this soundtrack, when another soundtrack comes to mind that has similarities to me, that's the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves soundtrack, Mm. because it's composed by Michael Kamen. It's all pretty much classical straight throughout. And the one constant is the melody from everything I do. I do it for you in certain parts of it.
2: -hmm. Just like my heart will go on in
1: this
0: one, the romantic parts in it. Yeah, there's a. It's it's not in every part. It's in the romantic. It's in the. uh, Yeah. The emotional, the like the relationship type parts.
1: Yeah, but it's 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 that melody does carry throughout, and it's another. But I think I think that the Brian Adams song is actually on that soundtrack.
0: I'm pretty sure it is.
2: Yeah. Didn't, well, I remember them even doing like a, a music video with like clips from the scene, right? Yes. And...
0: Mm-hmm. There was an official music, but there was an official music video for this too. For if I remember correctly, there was an official music video. There was. With Andy yeah. Dion.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jack. yeah. Jack. <laughs> and they're on the end of the boat and they're Jack. holding out their arms. Get on the door, Jack.
0: I, st- I still think. Oh, wait, there there's was, no
2: room for you on this door, Jack.
0: I, st- I still think there was enough
1: damn room. Everybody agrees there is enough damn room on the fucking door.
0: Bullshit! Just didn't want him that damn close. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but
2: this is where you like you snuggle up and try and stay warm. I don't get. I don't get that. Nope.
1: Hypothermia, man. It's a, it's a problem. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real problem. It's a real. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hypothermia. That'll kill you. It
1: could it could. It could. They were all from Canada. It could happen. <laughs> the Canadi- the Canadian No no. They were coming to Canada ish. Ish. Ish.
0: No, they were they were near they, Canada. They so no wonder they were cold. Where, where they broke down, where where it broke down was not far from Newfoundland.
1: Very close to Newfoundland. But I think they were headed to New York, right?
2: Yeah, I think so. Yes.
1: I mean, why would anybody not go to New York? Why? (laughs) The whole world revolves there. So, yes. They weren't coming to Newfoundland. They weren't coming for Jig's dinner. They were going to New York. Okay.
0: So, where are we at now?
1: We are at number six. Pulp Fiction. I thought this one would be number one. Or at least This is a good one.
0: The the thing is, though, is... It's a great soundtrack. There's a lot of great songs on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But when you look at a movie like, like Pulp Fiction, you don't think of the soundtrack.
2: I don't, I don't know about that. There's a lot like, of music it, in that. That's very. So yeah. but,
0: but there's but there's a lot of music that's in it. But like when you're watching a, when you're watching a Quentin Tarantino movie. You're not focused on the music. You're I don't
1: agree
2: on- with that. I don't agree with that at all. He is so big on like his his choices for music. Like if you ever watch any of his his movies, I think he's very focused on having the right particular music for it. You look at Kill Bill, oh,
0: but it does have it does have great music. I'm not saying it's it's crap music. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that when you're watching a scene like with uh, you know. Them blowing people away. You're not thinking of the music going in the background.
1: Uh, I
2: guess you're, it's just different you're, for you're everybody. Hearing
0: it, you're hearing it maybe on the second or third watch.
2: Not necessary. Well, I see what you're saying. Like for some things, but for Quentin Tarantino, I think he's very intentional about some of the song choices he has for his movies. Like particularly, like if you look at Reservoir Do- Dogs. The scene where michael madison is is cutting that guy's ear off and he's it's oh what's that um ah uh, the the song just in the middle stuck in the middle yeah and it's it's such an odd choice for like such a gruesome scene but i think it's like depicting totally how he was such a he didn't care that he was like causing all this pain to this guy right and it was just the What's what I'm looking for, the, like the opposite of the fact that it was such a gruesome scene and having such a, a lighthearted song playing behind it is was very intentional. And I think with with Quentin Tarantino, he's like that with a lot of his movies, but uh, you know, but it, it's different for some people. Maybe like you know, some people don't listen. I I hundred percent look at like listen to soundtracks when I'm watching movies. Yeah.
0: Like I'm, with a lot of, with a lot of movies, I'm that way. Like when I hear a song in a soundtrack, I feel this scene
1: mm-hmm. but
0: i didn't feel the same with this
1: Not with soundtrack this one?
0: in this movie
1: that's fair maybe it wasn't this one in particular that uh resonated for you but um i'd say with reservoir dogs and there's a scene in his movie from Dust till dawn um where Salma hayek is dancing mm. and quentin's drinking from her toe
2: i remember what is scene, the yeah. song
1: she's dancing to because you kind of relate that together too
2: yeah i haven't seen that one for a long time so i don't remember exactly that one
0: i had to watch that for midget at the movies but
1: um but i
2: like that one one of the ones from this this soundtrack for pulp fiction like girl you'll be a woman soon is one that like really sticks out of my brain for this one
1: yeah me too it's the it's the big one for me on here verge overkill
2: I also like the fact that they had some of the dialogue, like of some of like the the very like, you know, pointed scenes that a lot of people remember, like the Royale with cheese.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That that I get, but it's just when I look at a soundtrack, I look at a soundtrack for music, not movie clips.
1: Ooh, Jack Rabbit Slims Twist Contest. Isn't that the say that he say oh I don't know the words you know what I'm talking about <laughs> where she's like doing that twist
2: yeah, dance the twist
1: dance that they do, do yeah do 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 that song yeah 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 I think that's the one but I, I, when I hear that song I do think of that dance scene
2: oh absolutely like once again it's it's such a classic um at the what was it the Grammys this year they were um bringing. Or was it the Grammys or the Oscars? I can't remember. Uh, They brought them out. Yeah, it was the Oscars. They brought them out and they actually were recreating that scene on stage because it had been like, I can't remember how many years, Mm. but uh, it was like an anniversary for it.
1: 94. So it's 18 years old. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. No, no, no. It's 28
2: years old. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was it was, it was some sort of anniversary or it had hit some sort of milestone. And so like um, Uma Thurman and, and John Travolta came out with Samuel L. Jackson and they, and they were kind of recreating some of the, the scenes from it. It was kind of cool. Nice.
1: I think the best song on the soundtrack is Flowers on the Wall by the Statler Brothers. Oh, that's, that's such a, a classic.
0: Oh, uh, I agree. That's a great song.
1: That's a freaking classic
0: but i know a lot of the songs on there but when i think of those songs i don't think of the movie mm. some of them that's
1: think, okay i think that's that, how it that's how it plays out for a, you
0: but, but i think but i think like with a soundtrack when you hear a song and it makes you think of the movie that means it was a strong part of the soundtrack like a like an example it's not of this era but When I think of Mighty Wings, I think of Top Gun. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, this soundtrack doesn't do that for me. Mm. Just my opinion.
1: That's exactly what we want. Your opinion.
0: (laughs) After these messages,
1: we'll be right back. Nostalgia listeners, I love you, and I thank you so much for being a part of this show and its success over the last two years. We have what's called Patreon for those who want to support the show financially. For as little as $1 a month, you can become a subscriber and get bonus content, early podcast release, all kinds of cool behind-the-scenes stuff, and more. There's different tiers of membership starting at only $1 a month. And we even have some special merch for you guys who are in it for the long run. So, please, join our Patreon. It's at www.patreon.com forward slash dope nostalgia.
2: Hello, this is erotica, romance author, podcaster, sex blogger, Ruin Willow. Oh, yeah
1: storytelling
0: you got a long hot summer you got nothing to do i tell you slip and slide is a way to get through you get wet on slip and slide you get cool it's a long wet ride and you're hot on a slip and slide slip slip and slide first you strive then you glide then you slide 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 and get wet
1: slip slip and slide the original Slip and Slide, and now the new Slip and Splash from Wham-O. All right, number five. Here we are halfway through the list with Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. Wow. Wow. I didn't think this was that popular.
2: You know, I, I do remember some of it. Um, I remember like- some of the songs, absolutely, but I didn't know, like... It but it was that, that popular life. well I remember it being pretty big when I was like you know I think this was 96 so once again I think it was in grade six it was pretty popular with like the kids that I went to school with and I remember watching it which it's, it's funny to think of now I was in grade six and watching this movie <laughs> but um yeah like there are certain ones that I definitely remember like uh very much being like in the forefront of like remembering this movie and those songs being attached to it, like Kissing You by Desiree was a big one. and oh, yeah. Because uh, that's the scene where, um, you, you know, I see them with like the, the fish uh, aquarium and, and that. Mm-hmm. And then Love Fool is another one I remember that was a big one. The Cardigans. One. Yes. I was My a favorite. little
0: bit older than you back then when this movie came out.
2: Just a little bit.
0: <laughs> Just, a, you know, a couple of years. Um, and... What year was this? It came out in 95 or 6? 96. 96. I was already kicked out of university at this point. Um,
2: I hadn't even entered junior high yet. <laughs> I was in grade six.
0: And I, I got kicked nice out movie. of, actually, it was the beginning of 96. I got kicked out of the university.
1: Low what GPA. did you
0: do? It's at Low GPA. Oh. Consist- it consistently- See, you had the opportunity to
2: make up this really cool badass story, and
0: I no, I'm I, I can't do that because my my stories sound no, I can't. <laughs> <deny it>. like, <laughs> that's one th- that's one thing. As my like Naomi knows, if I'm if I'm covering something up or am I uh, if I'm hiding something, my friends know. My family knows
2: you can't tell a lie. I know Jimmy. No,
0: I can't, because then I look down and away, and I make shit up that makes no sense. And-
1: <laughs> I appreciate that about you. You are lie free, <sighs> honest Jimmy, honest Jim, <laughs> honest Jim. <laughs> My favorite song, number one, "Crush" by Garbage. So Huge. good. So good. We missed you- them in
2: concert this year. <laughs> We
1: missed them. Yeah, we did. We got there late.
2: But you know what? They didn't even do the song from what I heard from everybody, so it would have been Are a you discussion. serious?
1: How do you not do that song? I know! No, I'm just Any... glad we missed them.
0: The only <laughs> song on that soundtrack I actually know is Local God by Everclear.
1: Really? I don't know that one. Cool. Ooh, Also, you know, a uh, quick point to make. The song... Quindon Tarver, Everybody's Free to Feel Good. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that song was originally done by Rosala, who's been a two-time guest on Dope Nostalgia.
2: Oh, yes. So awesome.
1: Everybody's Free to Feel Good. This is kind of like a choir version. It sounds like like a
2: Is that that brother and sister that will make it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because there's that, that kid that's kind of a reoccurring, like Theme in the movie where he's singing things. Does so he even does um, when doves cry in it too? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. We got another Radiohead track here uh, too. Talk show, host. but
0: my my favorite band name on on the album is actually Butthole Surfers. I mean, why that's...
1: <laughs> uh, I like their song Pepper. It's the only song of theirs I've ever heard. <laughs> All right, so that's Romeo and Juliet at number five. Coming in at number four, Epic, The Bodyguard. Epic yeah, the Bodyguard, like the
2: Bodyguard. It's, holy moly, it's a classic. It's the, a- the thing.
0: But the thing about the Bodyguard is almost every like I'd say, looking at the numbers, half the songs were done by Whitney Houston. and all of of those songs are huge like not not as big as i will always love you Mm -hmm. but there's songs that people play and everybody
1: knows every whitney song on here was almost pretty much a single
2: yeah i'll always love you i have nothing i'm every woman run to you
1: and then I and the will... numbers, this was like one of the biggest selling so- soundtracks of that year, if not the biggest of 92.
2: Oh yeah, it is. Uh, I actually, you know, uh, funny enough, I saw a TikTok the other day uh, that was actually about Aladdis Morissette they were talking about her and Jaggy Little Pill and how it is so it's number two um for one of the best-selling albums like for a solo female artist of all time Mm -hmm. and and she got beat out by the Bodyguard soundtrack um and as a solo female even though it doesn't necessarily count because it is soundtrack but like by sales it does Mm -hmm. but two two of the other ones that were one of like the top selling female artists of all time are also Canadian Shania Twain and Celine Dion
1: Go Canadia. <laughs> Go Canadia. Go Can Can Canadia. Canada.
2: But yeah, it's oh. one of the best selling albums of all time. Like, so I w- I was not surprised that it was up there. I'm actually a little surprised it's not higher, but like, you know, there's okay. so many different types of listeners on on that listen to your podcast. So mm-hmm.
0: so, so I have I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Dolly Parton, I will always love you, or Whitney Houston.
2: Ooh, Whitney mm. for me. It's Whitney for me, mainly because I actually I I learned Whitney's first, yeah, and I I too. learned Dolly second. But Dolly's amazing. I love Dolly Parton. The love it, is Do- there for but
1: Dolly. Well,
0: the love but is Dolly, there with Dolly. Really, well,
2: yes, yes.
1: So the love is there for her. We love Dolly.
2: But she it's wasn't. one of those things that like um once again it's it's a cover but a lot of people know it as a Whitney song not a Dolly song first as as we were talking like I love Whitney's
1: interpretation of it basically
2: yeah I love it too it's beautiful that's like uh another one that's also a very well-known like um song but is technically a cover as me and Bob and McGee by Janis Joplin was actually Chris Christopherson's song first Mm
0: -hmm. but everybody
2: knows that as Janis
0: but uh, I'm a huge fan of Dolly, but I actually agree that Whitney did something to it. And like, yeah, but it might have also been because of the soundtrack of the movie and where it was put in and, and stuff as well. Did you but, know
2: actually about like that? Uh, I will always love you. Did you know that um, Kevin Costner had suggested that? for this album let she do a cover of that song oh i didn't know i was reading up on it um because she was going to do a different song that was out there that like um was going to be done for a different soundtrack by somebody else and so they decided they didn't want her to do that song um instead they wanted to find something else Mm. to not compete with that soundtrack and kevin costner was like why don't you do your own version of i will always love you Mm. I was like, wow, <laughs> he made a very, very good suggestion. <laughs> huge, 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 huge hit. Yeah. Um, a few
1: things I've noticed too from from the soundtrack. Um, one of our guests from the show, Curtis Steigers, did a song on here, Uh "Peace, Love, and Understanding." The cover—that's another one. Cover. Um, the Whitney song "I'm Every Woman." You know that one too, right? Hmm. So in the music video for it, I don't think it's bodyguard related. I think because she might have released I'm Every Woman on her own album as well, if I remember correctly. I'm Your Baby Tonight, that album. But oh, okay. I think I could be wrong. But in the music video, Shaka Khan's in it as well as TLC. Oh, nice. Super sweet. Oh, that's awesome.
0: That's cool. I um, didn't Ke- know
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly Clarkson recently just released an album called Kelly
2: Oh yes. Yes.
1: So she picked handpicked like 10 songs that she loves or maybe it's five. I don't remember how many songs are on Kalioki, but she handpicked a few that she's done on the show that she wanted to do. And queen of the night is one of them.
2: Oh, wow.
0: But that is such a cool song. I really actually am a fan.
1: That's my favorite song of on the album is queen of the night because it's, it's got that hard edge to it. Like she wants to kick yes. your ass with her voice and it's got guitars and it's just like, it's like, it's like got a little black, more, it's like Janet yeah. Jackson, Black Cat or something, you know, it's like, <laughs> it just, it but, just wants to smack you with fucking sound and I love it.
0: But I have nothing is also a great song.
1: Oh yeah. I love that one. I love trying to sing that one. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> and then, the, and then the key changes, it modulates and you're like, Oh shit, my, I can't do this.
2: Yeah. But in,
0: in the movie if i'm not mistaken um she sa- was singing that during the academy award scene in the movie where mm-hmm. where she went all kind of psycho because she thought people were looking at her like where she got paranoid mm-hmm. because of uh like dealing with the movie because kevin costner's character is. In, you know, look around and she was kind of getting all kind of twitchy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. That when she actually sang, I will always love you, Whitney did, Oh, uh, op- she opened the Oscars that year singing it. And the acapella part at the beginning of I will always love you, her voice cracks hard. Oh, no. And I was like, yes, she's a human. <laughs> she she's human this happens to everybody you know like i was kind of like you feel bad for her because she's probably very embarrassed about it but i'm like everyone's gonna forgive her it's whitney yeah
0: but it, but it shows humanity in a person when they make a mistake or their their voice does things that they have no control over
1: exactly it does happen to every singer you just hope that it doesn't happen at the oscars when you're opening them yeah
2: of all times right <laughs>
0: But if it's going to, it's going to be at a place that you're at your highest stress.
1: That's true, too. She could have felt really tense about it, right? Yeah. She probably probably got just as nervous as anyone. Um, And the last thing I was going to say about this album, too, is our good old Canadian Sass Jordan does a song with Joe Cocker on this. Oh, I saw
2: that on here, yeah. in
1: Me, which is super awesome because Sass is one of my vocal
0: actually That's a really good song.
1: It is. It gets it gets overlooked, but it's so damn good.
2: Yeah, it is a really good song.
1: Good old Sass. So I'm glad that Sass got the chance to uh, get some publicity by being on here. But yeah, you'd think more people would know about Sass and Curtis Stigers because <laughs> they were on this one. But we're in the top three. Top you know. three. Uh, yeah, this is pretty sweet. This is a good uh, one. <laughs> excellent. This is Wayne's World. It's excellent. Time. <laughs> it's excellent. It's Wayne's World. Yeah. I love this soundtrack.
0: I don't oh, think man. there's a song in this soundtrack I don't like.
2: Yeah, there's just so many, so many good songs. And of course, you cannot forget like the big, big one that everybody knows and loves. Bohemian Rhapsody. This soundtrack it, it,
1: brought Queen back to the forefront so that a new generation it this learned song, about
0: Queen. Even, it, it broke this song even way after they released it. Because that's what a lot of this album did is some of these songs were released so much earlier.
2: Yeah, that's true. Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> didn't, it, didn't Bohemian Rhapsody come
1: out in the 70s originally?
2: I think it was the 80s. I'm pretty sure it was the 80s because I I thought it was year later It was
1: 1679. On. It came <laughs> out
2: in 75.
0: 1975.
2: Okay, I lied. It's, but I was born in the 80s. It's a little foggy back then. <laughs> uh,
1: but there's songs I didn't remember on the soundtrack like Bullet Boys, Rock Candy, Cinderella, Hot and Bothered. I didn't remember those. Time um, Machine,
0: Sabbath.
2: Yeah. I remember Foxy Lady. Foxy.
0: But again, because it I associate it
2: with a scene. Yes.
0: But it but it brought back some older songs, like even uh, Feed My Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. And then that uh, when that song originally come up.
1: Oh, that could have been 70s as well. In fact, well, uh, maybe he wrote it for. He, he wrote it for the soundtrack.
0: It was 92.
1: So it was for the soundtrack.
0: I thought it was before that.
1: No. Do you want me to cut that part out?
0: No, it doesn't matter.
2: (laughs) Fake news. (laughs) Fake news.
0: but The thing is, is we're all human. We
2: make mistakes. We do make mistakes. We do. I I thought it was interesting that Tia Carrera actually sang a couple of songs on the soundtrack.
1: The big one was Ballroom Blitz. Because that's the first time I heard Ballroom Blitz was on the soundtrack. Oh, really? Before the sweet version, yep. Yeah, and I love her voice. I thought she did awesome. This movie introduced her and her voice to the world. And uh, she had a pretty successful career after Wayne's World, didn't she? Didn't she have...
2: I I think she did pretty good,
1: yeah. She had her own syndicated series of some kind. I can't remember what network it was on. I figured Jimmy might know that one.
0: No, I know she was on a movie with Brandon Lee and uh, Dolph Lundgren.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it was... uh showdown okay. on little china she actually oh, cool. was in that movie
1: okay sweet yeah no i believe she's had a really really good uh acting career since i just clicked on her name to see if i could see some for credits
0: but one movie, thing about Relic this
1: hunter she was on Relic that was a
0: tv series yeah she was the main character in the series
1: That's what I mean. Like, that was a series for her. She was in the movie True Lies. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That's a good movie. Mm -hmm. She was on Blue Bloods once. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) Shout out to Donnie Wahlberg. (laughs) Shout out to Donnie. Blue Bloods. We love you,
2: Donnie.
1: Uh, Yeah. CSI Miami. She's really had a lot of roles, even if they were just... Anyways, yeah, she's had a lot of roles.
0: But the thing is, though, with this song, is anyone who hears Bohemian Rhapsody thinks of the scene in the car. Anyone (laughs) who's seen the movie and heard the song think of the scene in the car.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And, And it's...
2: Go to karaoke and somebody sings that song. Guaranteed, when it hits that like rocking part, you'll have every drunken Everybody person in that just, bar head banging along.
0: Just going, yeah, doing their thing. Like, and just, drunkenly like,
2: trying to say all the words in that uh, bridge part that most people probably don't know what the actual words are, but they but sing along. Even, anyway.
0: but even when we're playing this song on the radio, which I do every like, this song comes up at least once a, or twice a week. Mm-hmm. You're you're like. Doing your best not to do that, even when you're sober.
2: <laughs> We're too old now. It hurts. <laughs> How did you hurt your neck? You tell your doctor. Uh, well, bo- Bohemian <laughs> Rhapsody. Bohemian, <laughs> Rhapsody. Is a Bohemian oh. Rhapsody injury. Oh, we see those <laughs> all the time.
0: Oh, yeah. That's- <laughs> we had three yesterday.
2: Mm. Bohemian Rhapsody-itis. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a tough time. And now you do lots of, <laughs> lots of neck injuries. A lot of whiplash. <laughs>
1: Let's see if we can fit one more in, in this uh, eight minutes frame here. We have number two, number two in our countdown. I am not surprised dazed and confused. Seriously. Seriously. Like so many good songs on this one total soundtrack to the seventies. Oh, absolutely. It fit the time frame perfectly well curated, good choices. And yeah, this is one of those ones too where you think of certain instances in the movie that relate to them to certain songs, you know?
2: Did you, did you guys both see the movie? I actually yes. haven't seen this one.
0: <gasps> I've, I've yes. seen this one.
2: I know the soundtrack, but I haven't seen it.
0: But School's Out.
2: Mm.
1: They play School's Tush. Out summer before the, uh, the uh, mo- uh, what's it called again when you initiate kids? Froshing, That's oh, kind of froshing. I almost called it moshing. Yeah, or uh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: But like, but... there's just so many hits on this song, like so many, or on this uh, soundtrack. It's just like so many good songs.
0: Like tush, love hurts, stranglehold. I'm
1: not a but I do like that song.
0: Cherry bomb. Actually, half the songs I just mentioned to you, I've like actually stripped to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> throw on days and confused and watch jimmy go so uh the one that you're supposed to do for the tiktok you can do one of them on the wednesday and then the other one on the thursday you can strip to all of these ones
0: yeah well you have to that send me the list again because i can't remember but it's just oh thursday thursday I, I can't i might have to do a friday because there's so a freaky friday it
1: is this isn't because i
0: do so I do a Jedi Jimmy podcast on th- on Thursdays.
1: Number one, number one, we've made it to the top from everyone's votes over the last month. And I do want to take a moment to thank you to all of our listeners who did take the time to vote. There was there was over a hundred votes. Over a
0: That's, That's awesome.
1: Um, and we end up number one. The Empire Records soundtrack. Yeah. Did you guys uh, see the movie?
2: I I did. Yeah. I own the uh, movie. Rex no, Manning no. Day? Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's a hard no for me. I'm you sorry.
1: It probably just didn't
2: interest you, hey? No. Liv Tyler's in it? It's a good movie. I loved this movie when I was younger. I still do.
1: There are songs on the soundtrack, too, that I knew from other things, like Gin Blossoms Till I Hear It From You.
2: Yeah yeah already,
1: already from the radio but i think the big one off this one was a girl like you edwin collins
2: yeah that that was a pretty big hit this is like a very um like when you listen to this one it's very nostalgic of the mid 90s that alternative like indie folk kind of vibe is totally like what i think of when i think of like the 90s for me
1: oh yeah lots of like the indie rock um sound uh, songs like "A Girl Like You," of course, that kind of has like a real throwback. Yeah, to it, real sixties throwback to it. Totally. Um, if you've seen the movie, obviously, every it's revolved around the whole cast of characters who are employed at Empire Records, getting yeah. ready for Rex Manning Day.
2: <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> I think
0: that this one song on the soundtrack that I know and I'm a fan of is actually "Liar" by The Cranberries.
1: Oh, good. It's a short and sweet little tune, but it's a nice one. Yeah,
0: but That's that,
2: some good bands though.
0: But the the Cranberries. But that the uh, big thing about that song, it showed how strong De- uh, Delora, uh, Dolores, right her her voice was.
2: Hmm. Yeah.
1: She had
0: a very distinct and very strong voice.
2: Well, and that's also one of the ones that wasn't necessarily like one of the big ones that everybody knows, like everybody knows Zombie, of course, and Linger. Um, yeah, Salvation's this, a good one. Yeah, yeah, Salvation's a great one. But I, if I you, it if right you
0: played the song to someone who knows who she is, and, but not the song, if you played it just at random, they'd be like,
1: yeah, that's her she's very distinct yes I would agree um, I would say though that Empire Records for me was not one of my favorite movies it's something I think I well it came out in 95 I think it's something that I could definitely watch again to see if it feels any different to me now like almost 30 years later see, it was I another might-
2: that, it was another one that was big for me and like my friends when that came out
1: yeah
0: I might listen to it now to see if I would feel that now with the fact that my look on music is different than it back than it was back in ninety five. and ninety five, I was heavy into the Christian rock music, so
1: mm-hmm.
0: Petra and stuff like that. Um, so I would listen to it the whole soundtrack now and see if I, with my feel for music being di- different. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, you've had more exposure now. You've had more time to, you know, color up your taste. And
0: they're not, and but they're not new. They're not new now. It's
1: it's new to you. It's new to you. That's what I like about like listening to a lot of things that came out. And one of my favorite things is when I find a band that I like and I go into their back catalog and find more stuff I like, because it's It's new to me.
2: It's so it's honestly, it's, it's such a good way to go about things because the thing is, is if it's a new person, you're kind of constantly waiting for the music to come out. But if you find somebody later and they've already put out seven albums, you're like, I have so much to go through. Yep. That's what Indeed. I did with Brandy Carlisle. I pretty much yes. started from the, like the newest and worked my way backwards.
1: <laughs> 100%. I mean, there's so many, I did that with like a band like Chicago, for instance, a couple of years back. I heard a few Chicago songs I really like. And I I love the Peter Cetera era, too, of Chicago. But I also love they're like two different bands. It's one band. Mm-hmm. Just how different their music was in different eras.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So but it I go like, back like, in the back catalog and they're like a jazz, like rock band.
2: It's interesting the, the to see the stuff. evolution of uh, how a band or an artist kind of evolves. But, throughout it, the
0: but it's the same with a movie. Yeah it's like we're dealing with movie soundtracks. It's kind of the same with the movies because like the first movie I actually remember watching of the star Wars movies is return of the Jedi.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cause when it came out, I would have been nine
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I am the biggest star Wars nerd that's a midget ever <laughs> other than the midgets that have been in Sorry, oh, sorry, little people that have been in star Wars movies, but it's kind of the same thing. You get, you find one later on and you're like, Oh, this is cool. Let's go see what they did before. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Oh, that's cool. Let's go a little bit further back. Oh, wow. Let's just wait a bit till they put out some more. it's the same thing right
1: Mm. I'm very happy with the list and I think that it really speaks volumes of what our listeners liked but also are there songs or sorry I should say actual soundtracks that you guys think should have made the cut that you can think of or like ones that stand out from you from that era
2: Oh, jeez. Um, uh, uh, I was thinking uh, Robin
1: Hood completely forgot to put Robin Hood on the fucking pole. <laughs>
0: but, oh, that
2: one would have been a, a but, definite classic. But the,
0: th- but the thing with Robin Hood, uh, like uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves is where you're going at, because there was a number of Robin Hood movies.
1: Yeah, Prince With, of Thieves with Robin
0: Hood, Prince of Thieves, it's kind of around the same like with... Uh, with Titanic is they had a couple of hits that people knew, and the rest was was the classical, the instrumental stuff, uh, yeah. like with that one, like like Brian Adams. I'd do anything for you.
1: <laughs> everything I do, everything <laughs> I, I do for you.
0: you. I know that was close. Sorry, it's that's
1: okay. I've actually,
0: I've actually got a mouthful of wine left in this bottle. Cheers.
1: Oh, you need a you need another drink.
0: Okay. No, it's still I still got up.
2: Hmm. I think one of the ones that I think was like a pretty big one for me was uh the Batman Returns or uh Batman Forever, sorry. Kiss from a Rose. Meant, oh kiss, kiss from, from a Rose. Rose. Yeah. You, that you okay. I the U two song is great on that one. Yeah. It's
1: well known that I am not a U2 fan, but that is a great song that I really like. Hold me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me.
2: Yeah. It's I think such I a love, good song.
1: I love the orchestration in it, like the uh, the strings and stuff. I'd like mm-hmm. I dig that song a lot.
2: Yeah. That was such a that was a really great soundtrack as well you like that one jimmy
0: oh that's that's a great soundtrack in that song you know again it's another one that you know to be from that movie and you You're... hear that song you know seal
1: mm-hmm. i figured it'd be good for us to go through like what was else what else was on the list because people also added in their input too yeah, like they added in some of their choices because there wasn't other category.
2: That's cool yeah. that people put their own like kind of spin mm-hmm. on it too.
1: Reality yeah. bites. It was like barely made it. It was like number eleven.
2: Oh, that one was yeah. That was a pretty big one back then too, for sure. Yeah.
1: Um, Boys in the Hood. Oh yeah, that was right on the cusp as well. Uh, was transporting
2: in there. No, no, one no, I, person
1: I think... chose Trainspotting.
2: okay, because I'm like, I do remember that one being fairly, it was huge, it was
1: a big soundtrack. The pop is all I remember, lust for life.
0: But one, th- one thing that didn't make the list is probably not within a lot of people's like, but one of my favorite movie soundtracks from. The nineties, Lion King, Elton Ooh. John doing all.
2: Oh, going the Disney route, yeah. So oh, yeah. Pig.
0: Like, like that's huge.
2: Lion King was there massive. Was, there,
0: was a, there was a number of Elton John tunes, and
1: there would have been so many Disneys in night in the nineties. There would have been Beauty and uh, the Beast,
0: Beauty and the Beast,
1: <laughs> Aladdin. I yeah, all the, the Disney stuff from the 90s Coca-Honis. was great. Yeah, there was a lot of them that would have been on that list. Um Reservoir Dogs almost, came in close too.
0: Like we could almost do a, a Disney 90s uh movie soundtrack.
1: We could.
2: Yeah. So we Totally could like rank the Disney movies next year.
1: <laughs> Let's do it. Um Natural Born Killers singles. One of my personal favorites here, Poetic Justice with Jenna Jackson and Tupac. I oh, love yeah. that. Um, Friday. The
2: Craft. Oh, The Craft. That that was a great soundtrack. Actually, I loved that one.
0: Yeah, that's good. Ooh, Jewel
2: had uh, a really cool song on that one. Oh, what Jewel? Was it called? Jewel did, yeah. Yeah. Um. And uh, did you ever watch that show, Charmed? No, but I know of it. Oh, man, it was like a big one for me when I was like a kid. And uh, one of the songs off of that one was the theme song for Charmed as well. Ooh, what was it called? Ah, oh, man, I just I just remember how it goes. I am the sun and the earth. OK, I'm sure one of our
1: listeners could let us know. Yeah,
2: um, I'm like, I haven't listened to that in forever, but yeah
1: judgment night i can't remember what movie that was do you know james
0: judgment night that was the one with what's his pickle uh Mouth? no um
1: no it's like judgment day
0: <laughs> judgment no night! um judgment night um uh,
1: this is why i have a, mo- a music podcast and not a movie podcast because i'm sucking um, up
0: movies. shit young guns um amelio west of us He's in oh. the Judgment Night.
1: Which reminds me, Young Guns 2 was just at the beginning of the 90s. And that's a huge, important soundtrack, especially for Bon Jovi fans. Was that at the beginning mm-hmm.
2: of the 90s? It was 1990. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Young Actually, Guns 2. One of my favorite soundtracks that's very late 90s, 1999, is 10 Things I Hate About You. Mm-hmm. Heath Ledger, Julia Stiles is in that movie. I loved that movie actually.
0: Yes, yeah, actually and like the the soundtrack is pretty uh, pretty awesome too.
2: Yeah, they got a couple songs by uh, by letters to cleo on it.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm a fan.
2: Yeah, um, it's really, really good.
0: So, but Anastasia was during that time and that had Richard Marks. and
1: uh... Oh yeah, that was Dreamworks, right? Yeah, I, I was believe, it, yeah. Um, it was Yeah, DreamWorks production.
0: Like Kelsey Grammer was a Richard Marx and Donna Lewis. Uh huh. At, at the beginning.
1: I love you always forever. Well, that's who Donna Lewis is,
0: but uh, but that's all in that. No, I didn't put that. No, that's her. But mm. no, with this,
1: we've watched this music video that you're talking about. I remember on Guilty Pleasures. It was your choice. Oh, <laughs>
0: at the beginning, yeah.
1: Should I tell our audience about Guilty Pleasures? Cats okay, right. out of the bag?
0: Sure. Cats out
1: of the bag, yep. We started this during the pandemic on Zoom when we were bored, um, where each of us take turns on YouTube picking our favorite guilty pleasure that we want to share with the group. It's a small group. It's basically the three of us and then there's a few of our other friends that come in too, from time to time. But like we just like play each other videos and of things we love, music-wise, movie-wise, whatever. So, yes, Jimmy, I've definitely seen the Richard Marks and uh, Donna Lewis. I was about to call her Leona
0: <laughs> it it But But, also, yeah. but it, also a big thing from that soundtrack also had some uh, Aaliyah tunes. Hmm. I think it was that one. We have
1: um, Jurassic Park, Clerks. Dumb and Dumber, Tank Girl. Oh,
0: oh, oh uh, Journey, Tank
1: Girl.
0: Oh, Journey, Journey from the Past had Aaliyah.
1: Journey from the Journey,
0: Past? And, and on that soundtrack from uh, Anastasia.
1: Oh, okay.
0: That was actually one of her earlier songs.
1: Oh, well, yeah, because Aaliyah's really took off in like late, like 1999 to like 2000, 2001.
0: Uh, yeah, but like she passed, passed a, in september
1: uh, of 2001 i believe
0: and and it was and it was at the peak of like she where she was in a lot of soundtracks like romeo must die mm. she was in a movie about vampires i think uh oh yeah yeah, the yeah. damned
1: yeah. was not that in Nan rice yeah. yeah yeah i'm pretty sure was she yeah. it was queen of the damned right
2: yeah yeah, that, yeah that's the one it was um
1: Aladdin. Oh, we already talked about that. Dick Tracy. (laughs) Cool. I don't
0: don't see Dick Tracy as a... Madonna. Oh, okay. Never mind.
1: There was a lot of Madonna songs on there. Um, Waiting to Exhale, more Whitney Houston. Someone wrote in. Here's some of the write-ins. Okay. We have Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. Someone wrote in.
0: I haven't seen that.
1: Uh, Prince of Egypt. Oh yeah!
0: Amazing
1: soundtrack. Well, that's when Whitney and Mariah came joined forces. Um, Hackers. (laughs) Oh, hackers! I love that movie.
0: Actually, had a great soundtrack. Angelina Jolie is like early in her career in that movie.
2: Yes, I loved her growing up. (laughs) Before my gay little heart knew it was gay. (laughs) That's pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Mortal Kombat oh yes
0: oh I do oh I just uh, I
1: work
2: out to that one
1: <laughs> pump up the volume Oh, okay yeah litter later.
2: yeah yeah that's a good one Bill and Ted excellent event. adventure
0: well oh, 100 that oh man that's got extreme
1: play with me on it. play with me hell yeah uh, and then uh we which we mentioned earlier train spotting and the last two that were write-ins were forest Gump that is a very important yeah. soundtrack it's similar to which one was it but i don't
0: know the songs on the soundtrack about. it's
1: kind of similar to empire records that way where it just took a bunch of oldies mostly there wasn't anything really new recorded for it as far as i'm aware it just did a collection of songs yeah forrest gump was kind of like that and then okay one scene in forrest gump always makes me think of um it's a song there's something happening here what it is exactly clear and they're like it's it's like when they're in the jungle and they're at in vietnam and they're at war
2: oh okay yeah yeah
1: well there's
0: a lot of great songs on that on that soundtrack there's uh the force of four tops i can't help myself ccr fortunate son Mm
1: -hmm. oh Uh, yeah one of my favorite ccr songs
0: hound dog by elvis
2: The last action hero was the last one. Okay. Yeah.
1: The only song I remember from that one was Def Leppard. I think it was Two Steps Behind.
2: I, you know what? I, I, I do remember the name of that movie and I do think I've seen it, but I don't remember much about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I barely remember it. I know it's Schwarzenegger.
2: Yeah.
0: And the kid.
1: Schwarzenegger. 10
2: minute
1: a kid. warning. Yeah, I'm uh, glad that we got this done. Is there anything either of you want to add?
2: Um, thanks for having me on the show again. I, I loved being a part of this one because like I love, I love movies. I, like I said, I worked at a movie theater for seven years. So it was cool to kind of recap all of the music and it totally made me want to go and like actually watch all of these movies again.
1: Yeah especially if you hadn't seen them in 20 plus years
2: oh yeah there's some i'm for sure gonna watch i like i have a foot surgery coming up right away i'm gonna have some time off i'm gonna be watching some of these movies
0: Uh, and the funny thing about a movie soundtrack is you know especially if the song is played throughout the movie you actually feel the scene when the movies or when the song's playing you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because there's sometimes like At work, and I'm like, "Hey, this song is during. uh, He uh, so and so is beating the hell out of so and so in this movie, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it's it reminds you of the movie, or even work happened in the movie without even trying."
2: Yeah, I think it just showcases how important music is for a movie and to create that that vibe and that narrative to to give you that feeling to to kind of always remember it, you know, mm-hmm. aside from the acting and then the storytelling, like music is a big part of it.
0: Yeah, because cause the thing is, though, is we're, uh, as, as humans, we remember what we see, but uh, we remember what we feel. But we also remember what we hear. Mm-hmm. So if you're seeing something that's awesome and you're hearing something, it reminds you of what you saw that was all, uh, awesome. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying?
1: Yeah, we relate. we relate music and things we hear to our memories.
2: Like, Absolutely. Like I, I remember times of my life where if I was listening to a certain uh, artist's album a lot in that time frame, when I put that album on, it takes me right back to memories from back in that time of when I used to listen to it, like mm-hmm. the first time I started listening to it. and it's kind of cool that that nostalgic factor
0: even family moments where you're like you're hearing a certain part of a song and you can hear back 35 years ago when while you're listening to the song your brother's kicking on your room door Mm -hmm. you i remember that and that was actually from the song america towards the end uh neil diamond but that's a little outside of this but
1: I I love how you guys wrapped that up and summarized it. It was absolutely brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. Right yeah. On. Thanks to everybody for you two for being here and for everybody that voted. We'll do another poll in the future. And I hope you guys get all involved because it's been fun. I liked it.
2: And if we missed anything, you guys should call the number and call in and give us your
1: opinions. 780
0: 851 Oh, wow. Okay, Dorothy Vader.
1: Okay. 780 There.
0: Hey, kids, put down that Tamagotchi and listen for a second. You know, you can follow us on Twitter at Nostalgia Dope, Instagram at Dope underscore Nostalgia. Visit our website at www.dopenostalgia.com or pick up the phone and call us at 780-851-8785.
1: This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work.